0: Welcome back, Giants fans. I mean, how do they keep doing it? I I just don't know at this point. The Giants have another upset victory five and a half, five point underdogs, whatever it was coming in. And the Giants beat the Ravens 24 to 20, improved to 5 and 1 on the year. And the Giants have been the surprise team in the NFL so far. Every year, there's like a couple teams, maybe just one. The Giants have been that team this year that has been the surprise of the NFL. A team that was projected seven wins coming into the year has won five of their first six games. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it, but as a fan, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm trying not to think too far ahead, but the Giants' schedule in the upcoming month or so is pretty favorable. So, you know, who knows what this turns into? We'll find out, but the Giants are in a good spot here where they should make the playoffs at this point. I mean, I thought after the Green Bay win, they had a solid chance. And now after being five and one, the Giants should be expected to make the playoffs. I mean, they have two tough teams in their division with Dallas and the Eagles who are playing right now. But I think right now with three wildcard spots in the NFC and the NFC is not being that great, you can think of the Giants as a legitimate playoff team, so we'll see what happens the rest of the way, but sitting here right now, I'm expecting to go to the postseason. The Giants, by the way, already have more wins than they had all of last year when they went 4-13 and in Joe Judge's final season, so that one's pretty crazy in itself. But yeah, this game was another one where the Giants were down 20-10, to similar to last week in London versus the Packers. And you're thinking to yourself after that Mark Andrews touchdown, there's no way they do it again. Like, the Giants have to get got at some point, right? But somehow, someway, this team just continues to fight, and they just believe that they are the best team any given week. And you can tell that they just have a different confidence about them this year. And although... Some plays didn't go our way today, like the Fabian Moreau dropped um, end zone interception. It kind of reminded me of the Adoree Jackson one from last year. The Giants still found a way to get this win, which is very impressive. They just have this winning identity about them. It's no longer like this losing mentality. And we know the Giants in the past would always blow games, but now it just feels like they're always gonna find a way to Get a win, even when they're not supposed to. I mean, you look at the complete numbers of this game, the Ravens had a lot more yards overall, and like you just look at the team stats and you're like, Oh, Baltimore was the better team today, but then you see the final score, and it's 24-20 Giants, and like they just find a way to somehow win these games. And from the middle of the third quarter and on, the Giants were the better team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at how this game went. Daniel Jones got sacked and they had to settle for three, they made it a 13-10 Ravens lead. Then Lamar Jackson, early fourth quarter, he finds Mark Andrews for that touchdown. Really nice catch, good ball placement. But the fourth quarter comes around and it was all Giants at that point. They had that touchdown drive to Bellinger. There was a nice catch by Marcus Johnson on that drive. And then with three minutes to go, the Ravens have the ball. They're still at three points. And with three minutes, five seconds to go, Lamar Jackson has a quarterback sneak and it looks like the Ravens get the first down. But then they were flagged for an illegal formation. So it pushed them back a bit. The very next snap, Bad snap by Baltimore, goes over Lamar's head, tries to make something out of nothing and throws a very dumb pass which Julian Love stepped in front of and intercepted brought it back to about like the 15 yard line or so, put the Giants in a very good spot field position wise and even that drive was scary because Daniel Jones did technically throw an interception to Marcus Peters, thank god it was like pass interference for defensive holding so the Giants got the ball back on the one yard line, Saquon Barkley rushes it in, the Giants go up 24-20 so now they need one more defensive stop lamar in the first play had one in completion the next play cave thibodeau off the edge rookie first nfl sack forced fumble giants recover and that was the game now as the giants were running out the clock saquon barkley had a chance to score a touchdown and i am like you know i know this is like a world of fantasy football like these things kind of matter but i think it's such a great move by saquon because if you watch that jets browns game from week two you know that you just might as well go down, you know, take three knees and get out of there, right? But Saquon Barkley being up four, no timeouts left for the Ravens, had the wherewithal to slide down at the two-yard line and pretty much end the game right there. I feel like a lot of other players would have just taken the touchdown. Even Brandon Jacobs, the former Giants running back, tweeted that he would have taken that touchdown as well. But it was such an unselfish play by Saquon. A guy in a contract year, by the way, takes a touchdown away from himself just to secure a win for the Giants. So I appreciated that very much. He made the right play. It was a good move for the team. And that's how they got this victory. I mean, the Giants were down 10 to seven at half. But I'm saying to myself, look, we're a second half team. We're going to be fine. I tweeted that and the Giants, of course, they responded. Came out in the late third quarter, fourth quarter, played very well. The Giants got a turnover with the Julian Love interception. The Giants did not turn the ball over offensively, which this is the first game all year. The Ravens defense did not force a turnover. So shout out to Daniel Jones and guys not fumbling the ball. And they come away with another victory that it feels like they just stole from their opponent. But you know what? We don't care. It's all about the final score. It's all about wins and losses. And so far, the Giants are getting wins. And it's not like the Giants offense was overly impressive. And this was a Ravens defense that allowed, I think, the most passing yards per game this year. And the Giants only had 155 passing yards. I mentioned they only had 3.8 yards per play. The Ravens had seven yards per play offensively. The Giants had 3.8, and they still found a way to win this game, which is like the surprising part. But it was a little thing. like field position, getting that timely turnover with Julian Love. Those type of things will win ball games for you. We know Justin Tucker missed that field goal early, which is pretty rare. I know it was a long one, but we never see Justin Tucker miss. So that, of course, helped as well. And actually, I just realized that I lied. The Giants did technically have a turnover in this game, but it was like the most BS turnover of all time. It was right before halftime. Daniel Jones was going for a Hail Mary play. He was holding the ball in the pocket long on purpose to let his guys get downfield. And he fumbled. So, like, I don't count that. I know it technically counts on the stat sheet, but, like, whatever. I really – I forgot about it. And another thing that killed Baltimore was penalties. They had 10 penalties resulting in 74 yards. The Giants only had three penalties resulting in 25 yards. So, the you know, Ravens beat themselves at plenty of points in this game. And the Giants, they had their problems defensively at some points. My God, Mark Andrews could not be stopped. It was so frustrating because watching this game, you know, the Ravens had their wide receiver one out with Rashad Bateman. And like the only guy that was beating you in the pass game was Mark Andrews. And he always seemed to be open. It was so frustrating. He had seven catches, 106 yards, one touchdown, should have been two touchdowns, but he dropped the other one in the third quarter. And even Kenyon Drake, I mean, I'm eating crow on that one because I said in my preview video, I am not worried about Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake. Those guys are kind of washed. And then Kenyon Drake came out here and killed the Giants. You know, 10 carries, 119 yards, 11.9 per carry and the rushing touchdown. I remember Kenyon killed the Giants back in 2020 when he was with the Cardinals so maybe it's a Kenyon Drake versus the Giants thing I have no idea but then you had Lamar Jackson on the ground seven carries 77 yards that was impressive but outside of those three guys nobody on the Ravens offense really did jack squat I mean J.K. Dobbins seven carries 15 yards the second leading receiver on the uh, Ravens was Isaiah Likely their backup tight end with two catches for 30 yards and there were so many guys that stepped up for the Giants defense today I mean Dexter Lawrence once again another sack he ties his career high for sacks and season I think in 2020 Dexter Lawrence had four sacks he already has four sacks you know, in October here in 2022. So he's off to a fantastic start playing for a contract. I thought Adoree Jackson played very well. He broke up a touchdown at one point. Julian Love, same thing. He broke up a touchdown. Um, Those guys played very well. Jihad Ward made a big play early. I mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau with the strip sack fumble, pretty much iced the game. I mean, guys are stepping up for this defense, and I feel really good for Don Martindale, a guy who spent a lot of time in baltimore the past decade i forget when he got there exactly but he's been there for a while of course don martindale comes over with the giants this year he's done a fantastic job as their defensive coordinator so he gets a win against his old team which probably feels amazing and for the giants offense i mean daniel jones statistics wise once again it wasn't the highest passing yards type game but he was 19 of 27 two touchdowns no picks technically a turnover but I don't count it it's whatever so I thought Jones did a good job today I mean this is a Ravens team that led the league in interceptions coming into this game I can't recall Daniel Jones having a near interception maybe there was one but like I know the Marcus Peters one maybe but it was pass interference so that doesn't count but Daniel Jones for a four game stretch now has played some of his best football as the Giants quarterback and it sucks we can't see the full array of what Daniel Jones can be because this team does not have a wide receiver one, but they did get some wide receiver reinforcements with Wandell Robinson coming back. And Wandale actually caught his first career touchdown. Wandale coming into this game only had one catch for five yards to his resume from that week one game versus the Titans. But Wandale today, three catches, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. I remember he caught a crosser at one point too. But yeah, Wandale Robinson was a help for this offense. Nobody had a big receiving game. Daniel Bellinger, five catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown was the biggest receiving total for the Giants in this game. Saquon Barkley, only 12 yards receiving on three catches. And Barkley on the ground was 22 carries, 88 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. It seemed like one of those games, once again, that the team the Giants are facing did not want to let Saquon Barkley beat them, which I completely get. Make the Giants beat you with the pass. So Saquon didn't have that many running lanes in this one. Um, it wrote down two touchdowns for the rookies here. Bellinger, Wandale, that's awesome to see. Offensive line was pretty good for the most part. Pass blocking wise, maybe not run blocking wise, but pass blocking wise, they were good. According to PFF, the Giants offensive line only allowed nine pressures on 32 dropbacks. That's a good number. Evan Neal continues to improve after that terrible performance on national tv versus the cowboys against you know demarcus lawrence and um almost a chandler parsons micah parsons he has been much better i think evan neal only allowed one pressure on the 32 drop back so evan neal the rookie right tackle is playing much better as well and as i mentioned more fourth quarter magic they trailed 20 to 10 they came back once again and i'll admit i mean when mark andrews caught that touchdown i was kind of thinking to myself well it was fun. You know, last week was fun versus the Packers. But, you know, we might lose this game. And, you know, 4-2 and two is okay. It's not too bad. But just when I was about to accept defeat they 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 come back I mean they just they keep responding every time it seems like a opponent scores a touchdown on the Giants they always respond and come back we saw this versus the Packers last week it was the Mercedes Lewis touchdown to make it 17 three Packers and the Giants had a touchdown drive right after I think so this is a game as well where Mark Andrews scores his touchdown makes it 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter the Giants come right back down with a Daniel Bellinger eight-yard touchdown and make it a three-point game so that's what I mean the Giants keep finding ways to respond making timely plays on defense they just keep making it happen somehow and it's truly amazing the Giants in just about every game this year have been just you know I guess the less talented team I guess is the nice way to say it. I mean I guess Chicago has a worse roster than us but the Giants in their other games against Dallas and today uh Green Bay whoever else we play the Titans the Giants have had the worst roster in these games they are just so well coached you have a quarterback in Jones who is just not putting the ball in harm's way anymore you have Saquon doing a fantastic job kind of just carrying the offense you have receivers making plays when they're asked to do it you have good blocking for the most part except for that Dallas game and their defense is playing very well I don't know where the Giants defense rang us off the top of my head but you can tell just by watching these games the Giants defense has definitely been a plus for them so far this year so before we close off here I I actually took notes of some of the important plays in this game. I want to do this going forward just to give you guys a more accurate reaction of what happened in this game. So first quarter, Tate Crowder got burnt by Isaiah Likely, 15-yard catch. Jahad Ward had a great sack in the first quarter to knock them out of field goal range. That was huge. The Giants, in back-to-back weeks, have had a huge sack um, to knock a team out of field goal range. We remember last week versus the Packers how Dexter Lawrence knocked them out of field goal range. And then this week, it was Jahad Ward in the first quarter who knocked the Ravens out of field goal range. Daniel Jones was sacked in the first quarter. John Feliciano got blown up on that play. Marcus Johnson had a cool one-handed catch on the deflection, got a first down. Adoree Jackson had a great pass breakup on Devin Duvernay. Brian Dable challenged that one-handed catch by the Ravens. I forget who the guy was. It was like one of their backup tight ends. His last name was Oliver. Made a crazy one-handed catch, but it was an unsuccessful challenge for Brian Dable. But it was worth challenging, in my opinion. I don't hate that. Julian Love had that pass breakup in the end zone. You know, Kenyon Drake had the long touchdown. Gary Brightwell, I didn't bring this one up. Gary Brightwell had an awesome kick return. He brought it back to, like, the 45-yard line. He was bouncing off guys and crap. So, like, Gary Brightwell has not really been that impressive as a kick returner, but, like, That kick return was great. The camera angle was awful. If you went to the game, you didn't get to see it, but like, go back and watch that Gary Brightwell camera work. I mean, they were showing it sideways at one point. It looked like, I don't know, it was awful. If you were watching that game intoxicated, you probably thought something was going on with you because the camera was just going crazy. So anyway... Uh, Daniel Jones found a third and 14 completion to Darius Slayton for a first down that was great pass protection sorry I'm trying to watch the Yankees in the corner of my eye they have second and third nobody out top of the six Rizzo just got a double they're up three two hopefully we see a game five Wondell Robinson on a third and 12 ran like a cool whip route got a first down out of it on third and 12 there was a play where Marcus Johnson looked like he had a touchdown maybe it was thrown slightly behind him but Marcus Peters made a great play knocked it out in the end zone so that saved a touchdown but next play Wondell Robinson scored a touch So no harm, no foul. And I mentioned this Fabian Moreau dropped an interception in the third quarter. It just felt like an absolute killer. I mean, Mark Andrews was open. He had the ball in his chest. It popped out of his chest in the air, and Fabian Moreau had it in his hands. It just, it seemed just like, exactly like the play from last year when, it might have been the same end zone too. Maybe not, but anyway, it was the play where Adoree Jackson last year versus the Falcons dropped the interception, and the Falcons came back and beat us. It felt just like that, so after Moreau dropped the interception, I was like, oh crap, here we go again. We're going to lose this game because of this, but the Ravens had to settle for three, so that difference from three points, to seven points it probably saved the game so that was huge but yeah that's pretty much all i got i mean look i mean we're in week six here and the giants are somehow five and one so i know some fans will probably be like oh i told you so this team's better than you thought like i feel like this giants fan base has a lot of like i told you so syndrome if that makes any sense so but like realistically nobody that i knew exactly had high expectations coming into this year i mean i know some people that had them winning five games the entire year and to to have five wins in the first six games is unbelievable. So, you know, instead of pointing at each other's faces and being like, oh, you, th- you thought we'd be bad. Like, let's just enjoy it, you know? It's, it's been fun so far. And same goes with the Daniel Jones argument. I mean, like, I know people are already... Um, James Bradbury, of course, has an interception. But I know some people are ready to extend Daniel Jones. But, like, why have that argument right now? Just let the season play out. <laughs> I mean, the guy has shown he's a better quarterback than he has been the past three years. Let's just see how he plays. I mean, like, the Giants are only you know, six weeks into the season, there's a lot of football left. I mean, you know, let's see what happens. There's no point in arguing a Daniel Jones contract extension right now. No point in arguing a Saquon Barkley contract extension right now. By the way, Saquon got a little banged up with the shoulder once again in this game, so he's got to stay healthy. So there's no point arguing that stuff right now. I know some fans want to like, Talk about the future, but like, let's just live in the now. We're in the middle of the season here, having a good time, five and one. So, um, next week it's Jacksonville, it's at Jacksonville. The week after that is at Seattle by week versus Houston at home, and then versus the Lions at home. Then it's Thanksgiving versus Dallas. So, the next four games for the Giants are very winnable. Jacksonville, I believe, lost to the Colts today. The Colts are terrible. I don't care what anybody says. So they beat, they lost to the Colts today. Then Seattle, they won today versus the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are just, they're not that good. So the Giants will either be favored to win or just very, very slight underdogs in these next upcoming four games. I I don't see a reason for Jacksonville to be favored by any more than a field goal. Same goes for Seattle. I would think the Giants will be favored in the home game versus Houston. The Giants might be favored for the home game versus the Lions. And hopefully we get guys more healthy, whether it's Kadarius Toney or you know, Aziz Jalari, dare I say Kenny Galladay. So, hopefully, this team gets healthier as time goes on, and you know, maybe they can make a run here. I will say, at worst, the next uh four games here, the Giants at worst should go two and two. I'm honestly hoping for three and one. Obviously, four and oh is great, but three and one would be like my realistic expectation here. But even two and two at worst, I mean, at that point, you would be seven and three. Going into the Thanksgiving game versus Dallas. And like you have a tougher ish schedule towards the end of the season, but it's not like impossible. You have Washington twice, the Colts, you do have Philly twice, you have Minnesota once. I mean, those teams are tougher, but still, this Giants team should find a way to get eight or nine wins, maybe even 10. We'll find out, but. It's been fun so far. Let me know in the comments how you guys feel about this game. I'll do my usual talk to Entertainer on probably Tuesday or Wednesday. We're on his channel this week. I'll do my highlights reaction on probably Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. And uh, what else is there? The Jaguars preview will be out on Friday. So hopefully I'll see you guys there. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Five and one, man. Feels great. But anyway, I'll talk to you guys next time. Hopefully you enjoyed.